0: You should go work for WWE because you'd be so up far on no, 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 Oh, you are no, such a no, 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 suck no, no. You, you are. defend everything, all the bad moves they make. This, this is, is the Jobber Podcast.
1: What's up, Jobbers, and welcome to the latest edition of the Jobber Knocker Podcast. As always, his Nestle Mini alongside for the ride as a man. That's what happens when you have Biff Tannen bang a frog and fall down the stairs. You get JC. Sup. that that line i literally couldn't stop laughing when he was like that's what happens and i was just like biff Tannen, a frog and stairs i was like how we got there i don't fucking know (sighs) i was going to introduce you as as more inflated than cora jade but i thought that didn't go as well as the uh
0: yeah i mean we talk about deflategate a lot in the sports world but there's been a lot of inflate gate going on in nxt and uh you know what i think a lot of people are very happy about it uh you know, someone who, you know, kicked through the sign and barks like a dog is probably real happy about it. So. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What? He's a brawn-breaking son of a bitch.
1: He's really the emphasis on brawn-break-her. That oh. is what he's oh, going to yeah. do, man. Oh, hey. yeah. Or, or. Anyway, on that note, we have a lot to talk about here. We've got, obviously, one of the biggest wrestling shows ever created. Apparently, if you listen to Tony Khan, it's the biggest show in wrestling history as all-in is Sunday in Wembley Stadium. Uh, that's going to be huge. We'll talk about that in a little bit, especially doing our predictions, uh, as
0: well as everything else going on. But where do we always start, JC? Always in the shine, much like Mandy Rose, who, by the way, uh, you know, we're local to New England. Apparently she's coming out to Providence to do a little signing, Nestlemania. So uh, the locals are very excited about that. But we're going to kick it off here. Uh, I'm going to go over to SmackDown WrestleMania, And you know what? I hate doing this because... I don't know, but it's just one of those things. If this really was it for Edge, I feel like we have to start to shine with it because he's a Hall of Famer. He came back. He overcame a debilitating, career-threatening, likely career-ending injury. He came back, and he's had a a fun little run. There's been some downs, but there's certainly been some ups. Uh, I thought him and Sheamus had a very good match on Friday. It was a good way to send him off if this was it. Who knows? I'll believe it when I see it. Anything can happen in the wrestling world, but I think it... uh, For once, I'll be serious to kick off a show, and I will put Edge uh, to kick off my shine. But I will say this. His former tag team partner, Christian, may have one-upped him on Saturday on the A-Show Collision, but uh, that's neither here nor there. But either way, Edge and Christian, you both starting my shine this week, baby. So it's interesting that you brought up that because my head went directly
1: to Jim Ross when he, he went out of his way in commentary on Collision to talk about how he signed both Edge and Christian. And all I could think about was like, hmm, was that strategically placed? Was it just because it was timing? Either way, I think it was great that they did that because they lead into this idea of, you know, maybe this is more of a possibility than it really, you know, that we think it is. Because to me, I would say not a fucking chance in hell. But we all know that if I say something the exact opposite, because fucking the
0: planets align and always just strike me down anyway. So I would say I'm wrong about everything. Um, i i think the cm punk thing kind of changed it because they're like there's no way there's no way that was like holy shit is happening and i mean look at like edge has done all he can do in wwe he had a great run and he might truly just feel like he's done but it's one of those things if christian calls him up and says yo man they're serious about this three pay-per-views three fights one it's going to be me and you versus ftr which is i mean that's ftr's dream match edge and dax are very close with Cash and all that they're all very close we do that, and then there's like maybe two singles matches where he, has where he has to pick his opponent. I could see Edge doing it. Um, I don't know if money's that big of a factor for Edge, but either way, he'd get paid. I do think that I'm assuming that his transition now, because he's been doing some work as a producer backstage, that maybe that's something he starts doing more of. But I also wouldn't be surprised if he just wanted to do with his family for the most part. So I'm not going to say never for any of that stuff. I think it's unlikely, but... I'd put it at like a thirty percent chance that we could see Edge and AW, and that would be fucking wild to see.
1: Well, the other thing that went through my brain was like he's super smart. We know that Edge is very smart, regardless of how we feel about his promos. Uh, he's a very, very, very intelligent individual, especially when it comes to you know putting together matches and just he just he's the Einstein of wrestling, is what John Cena called him. However, I did want to bring this point up was this is the smartest thing I think ever is that he has a song. That Tony Khan can pay for and iconically everybody loves it and it'll be the same thing as you know cult of personality you hear that thing He it, it can be him saying you think you know me and then blah 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 blah, blah. like you know what I mean it, it'll it work the only problem is is they're going to call him Cliff they're going to call him Border like what are they going to call him I don't know it can't be Copeland but uh, you know it's it'll be interesting to see if that's Edge uh, cage yeah exactly <laughs> sharp you know or something ridiculous <laughs> Oh,
0: more like dull when he talks in my right? Oh. Now?
1: So before we get into like nonsense as usual, because this is already off the fucking rails, uh, my thought was really quickly, because we are gonna wrap this up in a nice little bow here, because the match was fine, it's a good way to send him off. Nothing, you know, nothing bad about the match, but I will say he was there from 2019 to 2023, roughly around three years, a little bit more, because of things going on. What do you take away from this JC? What was your favorite thing that he did or favorite things he did?
0: And what was the least favorite thing that you, that he you could have done without? I mean, the, the return was just one of the most iconic returns you've ever seen. Like I still, it's one of those things. There were, there are three uh, in recent memory. There were like three pops that if they pop up on my Twitter, I can't stop watching them. One's Cody at mania the other CM punk and the third one is edge at the rumble. Like those are like three like return pop moments that I'm just like, I could watch all day cause it just, you get chills when it happens. So nothing obviously could top that. Um, I think there were a lot of like bright spots in the edge, Randy Orton stuff. Cause that obviously brought me back. Um, certainly, you know, we had the greatest match of all time ever in WrestleMania history, even though they've done that like eight times. Cause like Lesnar and Reigns did it. And now it's happening at Wembley too. It just, we get it. We get your superlatives. You fucking marks, but no, I, I mean the low points obviously like just with edge, like, he just, some of those promos, man. I, there was a point I remember where you've always kind of get fatigued, with them. but there was one point I was so fatigued. He was doing these backstage promos, and he would, like, do them, and they would be, like, 15 straight minutes of him just talking into the camera. And I was just like, <sighs> it it up. which there's something else that I did that to this week that we'll get to in the heat. But, yeah, I mean, that's that's probably my big three to answer your question.
1: Sorry, I have to kill a spider while I'm talking to you. Um, sorry um so for me the promos were always too fucking long you know i i just i can't deal with it i did remember like i kind of enjoyed watching roman reigns uh and daniel bryan and edge especially in that like that double cross face thing at wrestlemania where they're like no you no no give give up you're such a pest daniel bryan you're not even supposed to be here um and like that stuff was always fine to me i really like the seth rollins feud I thought that was a really good little, like if that to me was the reason he came back, that was worth him coming back to me. I don't care about the AJ Styles thing. I think that was a flop personally, Um, especially the judge. I mean, he's technically the reason the judgment day exists. So I guess we have to give him a feather in the cap for that. It was Uh, better
0: after they kicked him out though.
1: Right, exactly. So it's like he he did it, but did he really do it? He almost did him a disservice by sticking around, I guess. So, uh, you know, obviously he, and, and then the other things that we forget about were the Miz, and then the Miz and Maurice versus Beth and, and Edge. I thought that was really cool too. So kudos to him because, you know, he, he didn't need it. He had enough money. Yeah. You know, his wife made money too. He didn't need to do it. He did it because he loved it. So when you, when you love something that much, especially where we love it too, like it's hard to hate on the guy as a human being because he, he's probably like the nicest guy in the whole world. He'll always have a special place in my heart, but like, <laughs> just stop talking and just wrestle. That's the way I tell Are I you telling
0: him to it. shut up and wrestle, Adam?
1: I am telling people to shut up and wrestle. Yes. Now, granted, we talk for half an hour a piece of the, or an hour, yeah. I guess, combined. So I well, should we,
0: if we shut up, what do we do? Because we ain't wrestling.
1: We could mime for yeah, an hour. Yeah. That'd be fun. Or sign language. That'd be really cool. Nice. Not so good on the ears, though. Yeah. Um, so where
0: else would you like to go on this natural journey? Well, I mentioned Collision because I obviously brought up Christian and Darby beat him. I think that was a great match. I mean, if you ever, if any time you want to watch a fucking master storyteller, Christian's one of the elite, always has been. He's so good, especially the heel works impeccable. But that wasn't my favorite thing from Collision. This was kind of hinted at last week, Nestlemania. And all I have to say is Powerhouse Hobbs versus Miro is why wrestling was fucking invented. Two of the biggest, meatiest, most athletic. Beasts of men are gonna be slapping each other's meat all over my TV. That did not come out right, but oh my god! Just like Miro, uh, he obviously wasn't there because he had the pre-recorded promo, but said he's like, "I am no longer a godly man, but you are, and you pray to me now." I was like, "Yes, machka! And then Hobbs like doing Miro's finish. It's just like legit. Like this is why wrestling was invented. This is why I love wrestling. You get these two big motherfuckers who I both I absolutely love, and I get to watch them feud. Oh my God, when these two colossals meet in the middle of the rain, Big E and I are going to orgasm at the same time because there's going to be a lot of big, sweaty, meaty men slapping meat. So that's one of my biggest shines of the week. When I saw that, I
1: immediately thought of you and I went, what the fuck? Like, how, how did, like, so here's the other thing. Like, and again, I'm assuming you'll have an answer for this because, you know, you have an answer for everything, even if it's wrong. How do you book this match?
0: Uh, to me, it's I, like I me, mean, here's the thing:
1: Miro feels like he's booked in a way that he can't lose.
0: However, yeah. Hobbs needs it more, right? Well, the, it's weird with Hobbs, right? Because Hobbs is literally his only loss this entire year was that Ricky Stark one in the tournament. Besides that, Hobbs has beaten everyone. He obviously cheated for some. He had a very short TNT Championship reign and everything. But like that, so it just it's it's. I feel like Hobbs, uh, the point of this is to elevate Hobbs. Um, and I think I think Miro Miro's clearly not full time as we've seen. He's he's on the part time team. Him and Andrade. They're like, yeah, we'll come back, but come back part time. But I mean, I'm assuming this match will happen at All Out. Um, this will make me care about. It. I think it actually is happening at All Out. I think they booked it. This is literally instantly my favorite match in the card. I do feel like Hobbs probably cheats to win in some way. Or maybe something happens where he's obviously had that thing with QTV where they're like on and off, off again. Maybe they actually betray him or something. I don't know. I just I feel like the first match off a twist and we'll probably get a rematch. But I'm all for it. Multiple matches between these guys. Sign me up. Where do I sign? I'm just
1: surprised that it took you this long to say something about it. But we're only 12 minutes into the. Program, I'm just being
0: though. respectful to Edge,
1: brah. Come on, brah. You're being re- respectful to Edge, brah. Okay, bra, whatever. I don't even know how you spell brah. Is it B A R A? I don't mean. I don't, you don't know how to spell "bra"? Just like you can't take one off. <laughs> hey, 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 I can take it off just fine in the dark. Mm. One handed behind the back. Absolutely. I'm, I'm a magical at that, by the way, oh, not yeah, that you ever I, needed to know that, but uh, you know, it is what it is. Um, Jesus. I don't even know where I was going with this now. Um, shit. Anyway, Success. let's see. I yeah, know you, you got me off my, uh, off my game. So going over to raw, something that I thought was fantastic is specifically the idea of watching the canadian crowd fuck with everybody. I thought Quebec did a fantastic job giving to Sammy and giving to KO these fucking nuclear pops. I like we need more places like Quebec City because I thought Monday was rocking in certain aspects of it. So I wanted to make sure that we gave a shout out to them because they made Sammy and KO feel like not just superstars but amazing superstars and they gave a lot of shit to Trish Stratus and Becky Lynch which I'm sure we'll get to later. Oh, we'll get there. But I just think like the crowd to me is what sells a good time. Like you can you can definitely watch wrestling on mute, but when you can see the crowd having a good time, it's great.
0: So. Yeah, no they they brought it. I mean, we get that every now and then, but uh oh <laughs> He's well, Kenny, we're going to be in and out of it. I mean, you saw, we just had a little there, but we won't probably won't get back to it till later. Unless if Nestle has something he wants to shit if on. You, Kenny, if you want to stick
1: around for the whole hour and 12 minutes at about an hour in, we'll probably talk about all in. If you want to put all your things in here, we'll read it to you or read to the rest of these, uh, to the rest of the listeners if you want. But Kenny Nestle is in the building or in the chat anyway. So, uh, yeah, He'll I just hope that he, about-
0: he realizes now that Collision is the A show and Dynamite's the C show. They don't have a B show, but Rampage is there. But, you know. <laughs> Ring <laughs> of Honor is the B show. Yeah, you brought up KO returning. That obviously was awesome. Uh, I love this is a good point to bring him back. We had a lot of nonsense going on there with that stuff. Some good, some bad. So, I don't know if you want to get to that later. But, uh, yeah. my actually, the, my biggest WWE shine of the week was actually on smackdown and that was the kickoff to smackdown we had the grayson waller effect my favorite talk show on tv uh i mean this is just this had it all because he you know you know you know grayson waller he's an asshole so he's trying to drive that wedge between ray and santos neither of them taking the bait austin theory comes out he's all upset but then you know what kind of adam pierce but nestlemania who came out next yeah know what happens when ellie knight comes out yeah Good things happen baby i love the same thing that all the moving parts i was like looking around i was like oh my god because then obviously eventually the Miz came out and we had all the nonsense and theory actually won the number one contendership back but i realized that i was like nestle la Knight, the Miz, and grayson waller are all in the same place i know you <laughs> probably
1: wanted a moment to yourself and give three you for five. three
0: baby oh my god I if know. cody was there good night
1: yeah you'd probably lose it. I I still think the Miz and, and Grayson Waller as a tag team would probably blow your fucking mind. Um, I, I do. I don't mind. I don't mind Austin theory getting the, the United States number one contendership because I feel like we're doing the slow play with LA Knight mm-hmm. and we're making everybody work for it. And that's okay. I like what they did on raw too, to a certain extent. I thought, you know, like watching Quebec city, go nuclear for LA Knight was important too. And they did the exact same thing where, you know, the Miz was, you know, talking up a big game. You just got a big, I just cashed I a plus
0: 165 underdog in the first fight of Dana White Contender Series tonight. Paolo! let's go. Sorry. So if you didn't notice that JC's not really paying attention to what I'm talking about, it's
1: just another Tuesday night.
0: I just saw my guy fucking hammer fisting, okay? Hammer Damn, fisting. You saw your guy
1: hammer fisting. Okay.
0: Hammer fisting the dude, man. That was a plus one sixty-five. That was I ended up double betting it because the price kept going up. So that's a big one.
1: Anyway, uh, so on Monday Night Raw, the Miz took on somebody and lost, which was great. And then, of course, LA Knight had some great quibs on on commentary. So I think we're going back and forth. I just don't know if we're going to wait till payback.
0: It feels like they're kind of. Sp- I think Miz and LA Knight's at payback. It makes sense. I mean, they they both deserve a spot here. I think this feud deserves it. And that was like to your earlier point about Theory winning. It makes sense because we're doing we're going to do Theory and Ray then they're going to, I think Ray and Santos, like that's where the money is kind of with the U S title. So I think LA Knights kind of on a detour right now where he's just the this Miz thing is probably going to go on more than one match. I wouldn't be surprised if the Miz somehow won with by hooker by crook, or maybe Bronson Reed shows up again randomly. Cause we haven't seen him in a couple weeks, but I just feel like uh, LA Knights kind of on a detour before we get back there. And I'm okay with that because a feud with the Miz and LA Knight excites me a lot more than LA Knight winning in the U S title at this point. So.
1: That's fair. I was just curious because it's it's just difficult to really put it together. On like you, clearly, you'd want to see LA Knight win. And I think the Miz is fine just taking L's because that's what he does. But Miz I like to
0: put people over, man. He's the best at it as a heel. He puts no, and I, I understand awesome. that.
1: But it also feels like it would be great too if LA Knight would win and move on. However, it feels like with what they're doing with LA Knight, it means LA Knight's going to take a bunch of L's until he finally gets what he wants six months from now. So,
0: you know. We'll see how it rides out. I'm curious what else would like to talk about. Um, So this is just more of a note because we kind of have brought this up like the last month or so and they've been doing this. This feud, I don't give a fuck about. This match, I don't give a fuck about. You buried it, especially last week, and I agree. But, and like the premise of the package was interesting, but this Nakamura package that they did on Raw was the best Nakamura has looked since he won the Rumble. Like, I started to believe it. Like, okay, he's a threat. Okay, he's got that little edge. This is the Nakamura I've been waiting for, especially when they flipped him back to being a heel after they had just flipped him to be a babyface. I'm watching this, and I was like, I'm into this package. And it's one of those things, and it kind of reminds me, because you know I watch a lot of UFC and stuff, and – I mean, half the fighters on the roster can't speak English because they whether they're Brazilian and they speak Portuguese or they're Spanish or they're Russian. So, like, I get all these packages where they're trying to hype up these guys and make them monsters, but they have to do it with subtitles. And that's what this kind of reminded me of. And I'm watching. I'm like, man, like Nakamura, we know he can speak a little English, but it's like it's one of those things. Sometimes with broken English, it isn't always intimidating. And you're trying to make Nakamura intimidating, especially with how he's treating Seth. And just watching this package and him like with the the hunched over look and like the good lighting they had and him just kind of like staring at the camera and with the, sometimes it worked and I was like, okay, this I can get behind. I'm not in on this feud in this match, but this was enough to be like, okay, more of this. And you might be able to pull me in a little more. So I like the package. I thought it was good,
1: but like I said to you last week and the week before, I don't give a flying fuck about this at all. You can't make me care about it. I, I, I appreciate the, the, I know about your back and now it brings that into question. And I said, okay, like as I'm watching it, okay, it makes me care, but this is, I, you know, I, I thought about this as my hope, but I feel like this isn't really a hope is more of just as a statement in general with Roman Reigns gone. There's absolutely no reason for Seth Rollins not to main event these pay-per-views. There's absolutely no reason that you cannot put, you need to. You absolutely need to put the World Heavyweight Championship in the main event to start making this feel like a main event championship. He Since he's won it three months ago, he has not main evented a pay-per-view or premium live event is what you want to call it. You can tell me all the times it's on Monday Night Raw. That doesn't mean shit to me, but you got to start putting these titles, this particular title, in a moment like a pay-per-view, main event style, and maybe not this one, but Going forward, these matches need to be in high profile. God knows steel cage matches, but maybe a ladder match, a TLC match, something extra to make it feel like it's it's a big deal because they haven't done a good enough job helping Seth Rollins make that title. And Seth Rollins is doing everything he possibly can. Do you think it main events? If Cody's on the card, I don't know
0: yeah it's um i think it's gonna come down what they do with judgment day thankfully they did the six-man tag on monday so hopefully that means what does that, was that gonna, like six times no but i know but i was gonna think cody ko and sammy are gonna take on a judgment day but i don't know i think we'll probably get some mix of that but i was thinking i was like i was like this could be a spot for it to do it but like i even with the package i'm like i don't buy this as a main event so i'm going to the woman i'm like Rhea raquel like i mean that's a I think that's a really good no. matchup but that's not a main event and then i'm thinking smackdown i'm like I mean, if Charlotte and Bianca are involved again, maybe, but, like, the story isn't there. So I'm like, this is the chance for them. But I just, like, I watch Raw, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, okay, Cody in the Judgment Day is bigger than Seth in the world title. And um, Gunther in the IC title feel bigger than Seth in the world title. So it's just like, and, and and I'm looking at Rhea, I'm like, she feels bigger than the world title, but, like, she just doesn't really have the feuds until we finally got this one going now, hopefully. But I don't know, it's it's a weird thing because... If this goes on last at payback, does it hold your attention? I don't think so. So I don't think it means events. I think the thing for me
1: is it just doesn't feel like an automatic, like, oh, I'm enjoying this. It's like, okay, it's hard for me to enjoy a Nakamura match now. And I, and I, I loved him. Like I told you, I, I absolutely adored him in Japan and NXT, but it's something about the way he wrestles now. It just feels like there's no emphasis on him being important. And so it's hard for me to realize he's a contender or or care about it it's just hard and i think seth rollins can can face anyone and and he makes it relevant and he makes it special but
0: now that finn Balor's out of the equation it's like i'm just waiting for priest to cash in yeah no that's that's what it comes down to and that's how it could main event because maybe nakamura flips out after the match beats him up and priest walks out as champion like that that's how that's how you that's probably why this is very likely to go on last because you do have damian priest doing it but again it's just like the cash-ins main eventing more than... Even if he doesn't cash-in, the thought of a cash-in is main eventing more than stepping in the world title, which is still, like you said, that's the bigger problem. But do you have any other shine? Because I have another piece that I really like, but I'm pretty sure you didn't like it. Well, let's let us let you do it because I think that's a good teeter-totter into where we're going. I brought it up. It's the Intercontinental Championship, Gable and Gunther. I love this match. And you know what, I f- we usually shit on countouts, but I thought this countout worked. And like I know you're... I saw one of your tweets, so I already know you're... <coughs> but I actually like this booking because we all knew fucking Gable wasn't winning the title of this. It's, it's not close enough to Gunther breaking it. Whereas it's, it's payback before or after. I'm not even sure. Payback, but, I believe is before the, the record. Yeah. So that's the one where if they do it, they do it. So this always felt like, how are they going to do it? But also how do they make me want to see another match and whatever it, it's, it's not always the best thing because why is it, Gable climbed in the window in the match? But obviously it's like, you know, you're not winning the title when that happens, but, I didn't mind the way they did this. I thought, and you brought up the crowd earlier. This is my favorite crowd moments of the night, besides the came with Sammy stuff with, that they actually treated Gunther like a heel. Because a lot of the times when you get in front of these big crowds, they're going to cheer a guy like Gunther. I love that he was getting fucking booed and everything he did, they fucking hated because it just added to this even more. And it made it special, especially after the match, when he, when him and Ludwig and Gio are demanding that he, they still say that he's still the champion. But I do think it's a big deal because Gunther doesn't take Alice ever in any way, shape, or form. Gable has one over him now, whatever. It wasn't by ping. He didn't him a title one, but it's a big fucking deal. And it sells you on the rematch of Gable continuing to show that he is worthy of Gunther. And you know what? Maybe the third time is the charm for him where he actually gets it. He walks out with that IC title and we're even closer to the date of Gunther breaking the record. Obviously these two in the rain, well chef's kiss it doesn't get better than that but i love the way they booked it this week i love the way they set it up we have a ludwig gable match next week so you know i'm all boned up for that man so i just i'm loving everything going on with this maxine's still there she's got a new shoosh outfit every week i love this whole collection i mean just top tier stuff right there uh but i'm all about this and you can try to shit on it and i'm just gonna laugh in your face because you're a hater that's fine that's fine so I,
1: I loved the lead up to the, the promo with Gunther. I love the backstage segment with them putting over Gable without him saying everything. The match itself was fine. The only thing that I really didn't enjoy, like I said, I, I, the rest of it is, is amazing. It's just the ending in terms of like, I didn't mind it, uh, but the fact that they're trying to sell it so much for me is the reason that it's heat for me. So get them off my TV in this particular instance. However, I agree that Gunther needs to be, you know, is there a doubt and it needed to be implanted and we want Gable to win. We definitely want Gable to be the person to do it. He's overdue. He needs it. He does a great job. Uh, But for me, and this is something you probably never even watched, but Lex Luger, Yokozuna, SummerSlam, they fucking had him win by disqualification and the balloons fell and they played the fucking theme song and the whole thing. And it's like, we're celebrating a disqualification victory like that to me is a fucking cop out. So for some reason it just made me think of that moment and how I've soured on that moment as a kid. It made me go like, "I just want fucking Gable to win, goddamn it!" Like, and I know they they got me, they hooked me, obviously. Yeah. So I, I'm gonna be excited when it happens. But I'll I just didn't like wrestling. Is always like the next week is always bigger than the last week. They always do that, right? It's the greatest thing you've ever seen. It's like Triple H said, it's
0: a never ending TV show. Right. And it's there like, are no it's, conclusions.
1: Right, it's it's the greatest thing you've ever seen this week, and next week's even better. Which it, it's a used car salesman technique, and I get that. But when they went out of their way to be like, "Holy shit, he lost!" Like, yes, he did lose, but you could have sent anybody out there, and he would have lost by countout based on what was happening. So I funny, don't know. I don't, not don't,
0: everyone can suplex Gunther over a fucking barricade like. No, I know. Ah! That's fair. Ah! I'm ah! ah!
1: uh, no, but I. I uh, I just, I just don't – I never get excited about count-out victories, and I never get excited about DQ victories. So for me, I just felt like, okay, just kick it <laughs> down the can, kick it down the road, and then we'll see it at backlash – sorry, uh, payback, and we'll get there. But I, again, he ain't he, – he's breaking that fucking record because Triple H has a fucking chub for this, and he wants to fucking erase honky-tonk, man. So it's happening one way or the other. And that's the other thing for me is you don't get this close without breaking the record. He's breaking the fucking record. Anything after that, anything after day 454 or whatever it is, sure. Anything's up for grabs, but I, he he's a big W in my in my book till till then. You know
0: what I made last night even better and even more shine-worthy for me? If they had fucking Alpha Academy balloons. God damn it. What a missed opportunity, Triple H. Oh, that would have been so good. Well, when they get Gable Express or
1: a Gable, you know, like clown car or something, they're going to fucking give him the poor guy.
0: Oh, uh, thank, thank you. you. So, right, we're in the heat, right? Yes, we are in the heat. Let's not waste any more time. We got to talk about Becky Lynch and Trish Stratish. This segment was one of the worst segments I had ever watched in my life. It was fucking terrible. Trish fucking sucked, had no fucking control of anything. And Becky just stood there like a fucking idiotic lemon. Just not ha- like, just. I am so sick of this feud in general. This match is gonna fucking suck because these two have no chemistry and it's inside a goddamn steel cage. Hell, Becky and Zoe next week will probably be good because you know what? Zoe Stark can fucking wrestle. I just. I am so fucking done with these two, and it just like, it's a combination of how much Trish sucks in the ring, how just like boring this feud has gotten, how long it's taken to get here, and how every it just like I am so over it. That fucking segment, WrestleMania, was so fucking bad. Both of these two should be embarrassed. Embarrassed. Get that shit. What? What is your line? Give get them off, off my TV. Get them off my TV. Get them off my TV. That's how I feel. I'm done. Get this shit out of here. Uh, when this, when we have to predict this match of payback, I'm going to predict. Fucking delete!
1: You know what bothered me? And I think I said this in the Knocker thread earlier today is there was literally no reason to parade either of them out there. No, oh, it's like nothing time. Nothing was added in that 10 minutes. It was just like, we're in Canada. Trish can make fun of Canada. They, call, they Even the crowd said, we don't care in France. He wasn't so. even
0: good at making fun of Canada. She did a yeah. terrible
1: job of making yeah. fun of it. I think the problem is is just the problem is is that people pump people's tires. They think, you know, if, if Trish Stratus had just stayed away and just gone off into existence and and done her own business and and be a mom and 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 do her own thing and just kind of remember what she was, that's intact. But for me, the fact that she came back showed me that she is not able to hang in this generation. And she's not as good as she thinks she is. And she may never have been as good as we thought she was. But it's hard to tell. And with Becky Lynch, yes. Becky Lynch is a generational talent. Becky Lynch is great in certain instances. But this is a glaring, glaring omission of what she can do. Because she can't She can't save this. There's no way she can save it. And you want to talk about making lemons. This is as sour as sour puss can be. And there is literally nobody that wants to watch her. Now, maybe she'll be unscathed after this because she just might be Teflon at this point. The minute she interrupts Rhea Ripley, she's fine. Right, and I think that's the issue is I think they know that they can get away with doing that with her is they can put her in shit like this and she'll somehow make it work somehow down the line with something else. So for me, it's just Trish needs to get off my television. Becky Lynch needs to prove herself after this because I feel like if she continues with a stinker after this, then I'm going to question her worth in terms of what the over, overvalue that they give for this woman. Because to me, if you can't prove something after this, then you're overhyped.
0: Oh, you've been waiting for this for so long Cause you say, you say, Oh, this will be the time that I get to do this. I'm like you've been doing it the Becky here career and I'm fine with it. Look at it. I, I love Becky, but I, I, the, I've always said, I think she's a little, a little overrated. That's not an insult. It's not an insult. Not an insult. Just, you know, so, you know, Exaggeration
1: is what wrestling is built on.
0: That's 100%. all I will say. So and Nia Jax fucking made a star that <laughs> night, baby. She's not like most girls. That's yeah. all I gotta say. So,
1: uh, so I, I do. I do want to bring up something uber, uber, uber specific. It'll parlay into two separate things. I'll, I'll, I'll keep it very quick. First things first. Uh, they have Air and Charlotte fucking beat the champion, although she didn't get pinned her tag partner and i just every time i see that i'm just like can, this is part can't we just have eo fucking just win matches for a while like be nice we'll, not it it would be nice because she's the champion like they already beat the tag champs like 2 weeks ago or whatever and that didn't fucking help and then they did it this week with the fucking champion yeah she didn't take the loss technically but it's just it it boggles my mind that they think that that's important to do like it's not fucking necessary And that bothers me to no fucking end. And here's the other thing. Super, super small. But again, it didn't need to be back to back. But watching backstage, having Bianca Belair get beaten up by those two, and they beat up her leg, and then they immediately cut to her husband in the ring, who looks up and goes, "Eh," and then goes and wrestles, to me was the biggest fucking like, continuity error i could fucking see like if my wife got hurt i would i wouldn't give a shit about what i was doing i would go to my wife but the fact that this guy was just like yeah, you're not whatever. a businessman now I, no, I understand i understand but it was just it was so poorly thought they about. could have they could, they could, have, put they could have spaced parts. it out that's what i'm just saying fair. it's I a very Russell thing but it's a. it's fair
0: it's one of your more fair ones you've ever made
1: Continuity is important in wrestling, goddamn. I don't care what anybody fucking says, it's fucking important. And they they just piss on us and our intelligence and they go, nobody's gonna fucking care. Well, I fucking do. Your
0: face. Go I ahead. fucking do. I, I fucking was do. That's good. That was good.
1: That was yeah. good. Yeah. It's good rant. Now yeah. moving on.
0: Anything else you don't like? Uh, all of dynamite, but we don't need to talk about it because that's sorry, Kenny. Know, the- the show sucks Kenny will pop back in in a moment it just... does it sucks it's like I'd, we it talk about this nice. literally every week how is Collision and Dynamite the same brand it's just like it's not Collision is fucking A tier uh, Dynamite is fucking poop tier mm-hmm. like literally like it's like it's like Tony Khan like opens his mouth and rainbows come out on Saturday but on freaking Wednesday he opens his mouth and piles of heaping shit come out let me ask you let me ask you a question let me ask you a question uh what if
1: you found out the reason that collision is so successful is cm punk well how would you feel like, about that i'm,
0: I'm
1: look at like his, i love i love it, of CM camp, Punk's it,
0: one of those guys that i love to shit on but i also like have immense respect for him and i i literally I, i've said it several times like i'm glad he's back in wrestling i think he has more to give do i laugh at him when he sucks in the ring? yes do i fucking make a mockery where he puts a fucking x on a title that isn't his yes but CM Punk is so important to the history of wrestling. And him coming back is such a monumental fucking deal. He isn't the reason why it's Saturday. I think it's because it's I one of those things. No, but like, I'm saying, but I'm saying he might be the voice of reason on why it needs to be well, it's time. all so, so the reason why I really like Saturday is because it just so happens that a lot of the JC guys were a lot of the guys that aren't in with the fucking the cool kids there on Wednesday who run the show, the fucking Shalit there. So they all ended up on Saturday because CM Punk's more chill. You know, FTR, Hobbs, Stark, Andre. We're talking about fucking some super talented guys that, I mean, some of them had talented uh, uh, opportunities on Wednesday. It's not fair, but it just like it's, I don't know, it's a different vibe. It's like Saturday, like the adults run the show. Wednesday, the children run the show. Does that make sense? I think that makes sense. I work with fucking children. I mean, that's all I can say about that. that. Well, it's
1: true. All right. Well, that's fair. It's just bizarre to me that you feel this strongly, but. That's fine. What no, it isn't? It's
0: not bizarre at all. Okay. Not OMC. OMC.
1: Yeah. What's OMC?
0: How bizarre. How oh, okay.
1: Bizarre. The fact that you made a '90s reference is a bizarre thing for
0: me. '90s? I'm a fucking '90s kid, bro.
1: Were you born in the '90s though? Was I was, born... but no, I was
0: born in the '80s, '89, halfway oh, right okay. through
1: the year. So. Okay. A... <laughs> barely. You, you dipped your I'm toe the '80s baby, barely. Mm, barely. Yeah, I'm a '90s kid. Come on. All right. All right. Uh, something else that uh, that happened on this show, which again, it's fine, but Rhea Ripley beats uh, Candice LeRae in a, in a jobber alert is what it is. Not a huge fan of it.
0: So I'll say this because, and it got me thinking when you were bringing up the EO thing, um, is that. We've complained about Rhea's reign, how it's been boring. And I made a point, I think it was like a month ago. It was kind of like a throwaway point. But it was something that like I just kind of been like the reason why I feel like Rhea hasn't had competition is because we literally see every week she just takes out her competition like backstage and beats them up. So she's like, that's literally this whole Raquel and Liv storyline. She just keeps injuring them. And they can't fight her. And we've seen her. They, she took out Candice and Indy. That's why they're getting matches. She took out Natalia before she fought them. And it got me thinking. And when you, you brought up the Eel thing, it, was, it really run true. The majority of the ways that WWE books women is to book them like EO Sky. Where it's like, oh, yeah, they win, but they're weak. They did the same thing with Liv. They do it with all of them. But there's like three women that they've, they've ever booked differently, really. And that have been dominant. Rhea Ripley's one of them. Charlotte's another one. But we have seen Charlotte show some chinks in the armor and stuff like that. And then Bianca was pretty dominant for most of hers. But the Rhea one is like, she's been a super dominant heel. Because with Charlotte, it's always like, we know she's a heel. But half the time, she's like a fake baby face. where they try to make her one, she's just a heel naturally. But Rhea's like the first woman I can think of in a long time that they've really invested in as a dominant unbeatable heel, which we normally just don't see in the women's division or as a women's champion. Like you could say Nia Jax, but she took L's all the time, man. And like Rousey, like Rousey was a babyface, babyface, quote unquote, half the time. And Shayna really hasn't been able to do it on the main roster. So it's just one of those things like, cause I've been doing this too. We've all been complaining about Rhea and this and that, but then it's like, but they're booking her in a way. They don't normally book women. So it's something to think about, but that's why, like, I brought it up earlier, the Rakel thing I'm kind of excited for because I'm looking, I'm like, that's someone who is believable to me that can compete with Rhea and maybe beat her. Because look, I love Candace LeRae. I love Indy Hartwell. I love Love Morgan. If you match them up against Rhea, we all know what's going to happen. Rhea smash, baby. Machka. She's the Machka, baby. So it's just, I just wanted to bring that up because when you were talking about EO, it kind of dawned in my head. So I kind of put a pin in it, but it was just like, it's interesting because I want to complain about it too. But I also got to think it's like, we're upset the way they're booking EO. This is the other end of the spectrum. Yes, you can meet in the middle. That's fair, but it just is an interesting point. I thought it's just Rhea's been booked differently than anyone we've seen in a long time. That's fair. I, I I tend to agree with you on
1: that. I just think that it, it's difficult because Raw. We've talked about Raw is a, is a not doesn't have a they're lot. They're wasteland depth. of contenders. Doesn't have a lot of depth on the roster in terms yeah. of shit that we can deal with. Moving on, we have a random champa promo. They did a DIY thing, so he's jerking everybody off, and it's great. Um. To me, it was weird that Cody Rhodes was trying to impersonate The Rock there for a second with his promo. Like, this isn't working for me. Let's go talk to the crowd. I was just like, oh my God. Like, the more I watch Cody Rhodes, the more I think to myself, do you think the crowd will turn on him when he eventually finally wins?
0: Like, he'll I like win the title. Button. There'll be a point in his reign if he if they do a dominant reign with him where you get to like month eight. There'll be some new hot flavor of the month, and he'll cross paths them, and the crowd will be like, Ooh, "We want that guy to have it," and that's when it'll start. But I think, I mean, I think he's bulletproof until he wins. Assuming that he doesn't lose to Roman like five WrestleManias in a row, I think he's pretty bulletproof. And I think the like the the honeymoon phase will probably be long, but with any babyface WrestleMania, there's always the end. But once he had his moment and got it, like that's that's how wrestling works. Yeah, we you love the guy, but once he gets it, it's like, okay, well, we got that. Who's next? Yeah, you know. That's just uh, how it is. It just—it's bizarre to me because I—I I feel
1: like, and we've, we, and I know how you feel about this. But when I watched it on Monday, I thought this was the first sense where I felt like a little bit off, like authenticity was off. Like it felt well, very canned. It felt very forced. And I—they need to learn their, excuse me. They need to learn their lesson from what they did with Roman Reigns by force feeding everything. The Cena thing. They're not doing it yet with Cody. he's still getting general reactions. he's still got a genuine uh you know feeling when he comes out with the woes and and, and the kids and the signing autographs afterwards. but it felt like he's just it, it, until he gets to that point, how do you continue that upward trajectory? How do you keep that momentum well, going? that's hard for me to, to as a fan to continue like I'll turn like it's almost like you're stalling and you're pausing how you feel. And you're just like, oh, I'll pick it back up when he's fucking getting back
0: into the title picture. You know what I mean? Well, this week you got to throw out because this week wasn't about him. He was the third, the third fiddle on Sammy and KO. Like this, this was a Sammy and KO show in their hometown. The show was about them. Like they kicked it off, and like you said, they felt special earlier. And it was just one of those things. Like Cody was just along for the ride as the third babyface, you know. Which it was pretty much since WrestleMania, those two have been along for the ride with Cody. So they literally just like flipped spaces this week. So. I wouldn't even buy into it that much, but it's still like, it's he's he's going to be fine. It's one of those things like, yeah, I mean, this is why I said at WrestleMania. It's like, they're just going to fucking, if the rematch isn't happening until next year's WrestleMania, there's going to be a lot of time where it's just like, what are you doing? But luckily we had six months of Brock Lesnar, or whatever it was, and that held us over pretty nicely. But yeah, no, we're starting to get to that point now. If he isn't dealing with Steph, like, There's going to be some of this stuff. And again, he's going to be fine because I think the difference between him and like the typical flavors is I think he's more in the Daniel Bryan, John Cena territory where just like perpetually, I think people just like him in general. And he's so fucking good like those two that he'll just continue to do little things and he'll get reactions. And if it does start to turn, he'll make the most of it. But I just see he's until, especially until he raises that title, he is absolutely bulletproof. And I think he'll have a long honeymoon phase. You know, what bothered me was
1: that it really feels like they are going to not be as creative as humanly possible from now till survivor series, just to stall to have war games, be at survivor series. So that judgment day can go up against KO, Sammy Cody. And then maybe it's Damien priest. Cause you can have on the other side, you can have um, somebody else, but like, it just feels like we're, we're going to be stuck in this endless loop of judgment day. And those guys till, till, till war games.
0: Well, I will say this, and it's something that I kind of brought up around SummerSlam and people didn't want to hear it, but look at the payback card. It's a lot of matches of things that weren't either didn't make SummerSlam or were like cleft off or things that have moved on. Obviously, like Seth, Cody, those guys are going to be on every one, but like we're getting the Rhea match. We're getting the Trish-Becky match. We're probably going to get Gunther Gable and stuff like that. So these things that – that's one difference I like between the Triple H. If this was the Vince era, payback would probably be a requeue of SummerSlam. But with Triple H, it's like, oh, this was my plan all along. These things weren't going to be on SummerSlam because he said it in his presser perfectly. He said, you have all these stories and we have all these different shows. You need things to all be get hot at different times. So I think it's one of those things like, yes, like we just had the pinnacle moment of SummerSlam. We obviously talked about how it let us down. But in terms of like your top steer, tier guys, like a lot of their feuds, like they were hot there. But you get in these middle pay-per-views. I think what can really make it a good pay-per-view is these more mid-tier feuds are the ones like LA Knight and Miz. We're assuming that gets on payback. These are all things that enhance it. So by the time we get to Survivor Series, it hopefully won't feel like that because we've had other things that, you know, even though Cody and Judgment Day and KO and Sammy feels like we're just kind of doing this, you have the LA Knight and the Rhea Ripley's like rising and trying to balance out the pendulum until it swings the other way. The other thing that makes me feel like we're, we're, at, we're at another point where KO and Sammy
1: are not going to be on off another pay-per-view at this point
0: it does i hope i'm wrong they're they're gonna fight judgment day in some way shape or form i think i was
1: hoping kind of hoping for mcriddle to be honest but that's beside the point
0: i mean hey we spoke that into existence you know we thought it was so good that the new day had to bring it up so there it is
1: the fact that they brought it up the
0: new day i was just i just started giggling they have to forward. call them mcriddle now they don't have a choice now they put it on tv and it's got the reaction it did like but up 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 we're loving it keep it baby
1: yeah, it, it's bizarre to me. It really is. McDonald's
0: it, should have called them yesterday and set up a fucking sponsored match.
1: The fact that Endeavor hasn't already had this emotion is bothering me. I mean, you they can, might be. Uh,
0: Mc McRiddle, R- maybe that's why the Viking Raiders cost them. We're going to get a McRiddle versus Viking Raiders fucking happy little fight or something. Imagine, like, imagine,
1: just imagine for a second how big the McRib was. If they can find a way to make like a griddle sandwich, but McDonald's... like. And Have you had a, a McGriddle? The breakfast sandwiches are amazing. No, no, but I'm saying- Pretty like, much
0: a I, breakfast sandwich between two pancakes. But what
1: I'm saying is like, take the Mc, make, make a griddle sandwich, right? But like change it for McGriddle in some way. with some weed in it? Something, man. You know, like <laughs> hemp, I don't care. But like they're, like a hemp burger, I don't care. An impossible hemp burger. A Scottish you, hemp burger. I'm telling you right now, put a little flavor on it. I'm telling you, it'll fucking work. And, and McIntyre is such a is such a goofball clown that he would make a McDonald's commercial like it would work. It would fucking work. And I'm just waiting for Randy Orton to come back anyway, because it, it's just it screams to me that Randy Orton is coming back at some point because he's going to be like, dude, I thought we were pals. <laughs> you know what I mean? It just it, it feels that way. But again, when I saw him, that's the only thing I liked Mc I could do without the match, whatever, it's fine. But the McRiddle thing made me laugh.
0: We um, get hope? That was kind of a pretty good hope to come up with that type of match. I know you love the haha matches, so should we go? Oh no, uh, yeah, what about hopes? Yeah, go ahead. Do you want me to go, or you got it? Yeah, you go first. Glorious! No you don't have. one, but I I literally forgot no, it because we started no. talking about McRiddle, and now I'm hungry. Yeah, of course. Can I order
1: a McRiddle with fries? No. So here's yes. my here's my thing very quickly. Um, I thought about this as we were we were having a conversation about different things. So. Rhea Ripley is the women's world champion on raw. She does not have a lot of people that she can actually do things. You know, she's just not, uh, what, what can you say? I actually hope you can talk about it about all in more. There it is. He's just trolling. I his... hope
0: we'll have to do with all in. So, we'll so Kenny, it.
1: I, I should make this a t-shirt. I have the logo. It just, it's instead it of Nestle's toll house, it says Nestle's troll house. I should just make you the little troll under the bridge. That's what I should do. Um, uh, But that's beside the point. So anyway, Rhea Ripley is a dominant champion, as JC has eloquently put. And I thought to myself, it seems like we need to get some more challengers. To me, this is what I would love to see. Is really, I want to see, in the grand scheme of things, Shayna Baszler beat Rhea Ripley. But you can't just have Shayna Baszler have a package like that on Monday and then throw her into the thing. So what I think we need to do here, after we get the fucking drizzling shits out of this cage match with fucking Becky and Trish Stratus, Trish Stratus, ship her back up to fucking Saskatchewan, wherever the fuck she's from, Toronto, whatever. Let her go do yoga and whatever else she's going to do. And then have the man go against Shayna Baszler. We make Shayna Baszler a big fucking deal. Because that's going to be a feud because if if Shayna Baszler can be half as entertaining as she is on Up Up Down Down and be a little bit more outspoken, I think that'll work. Then you get the man in on it if she can fucking prove to me that she's not some fucking just resting on her laurels being a fucking – someone Someone said this and I forget exactly what it was. We fell in love with Becky Lynch's Austin and now she turned into The Rock. And I was just like that's the most eloquent way to put it. You like her Austin. You hate her Rock impersonation. So for me, Becky Lynch, Shayna Baszler, get Shayna over to as best as you possibly can. Put that rocket on Shayna Baszler because we need to have Shayna Baszler get that championship to be a big fucking deal. And of course, JC picked up another victory in his betting, so we bet. didn't even fucking I listen.
0: I heard you. You want Shayna Baszler to be champion. That's fucking terrible. No. Why
1: terrible. is that terrible? I'm She's got to do yet. something.
0: Yeah, she was a tag team champion and her partner quit. So they did a feud and it was shit. So, yeah, no, it's a can... hope for a reason. I'm trying to, I, like I said, this program. Yeah, you tried, you tried to have a hope, and I said, I didn't like your hope. I thought your hope sucked. Listen, it's
1: not the McRiddle, but it'll do. All right. Yeah. You're being kind yeah. of a kind of a bitch right now. Okay. Yeah, you suck.
0: All right. Your hope. Yeah, my hope. We're going to all in because Kenny asked for it. Uh, I have two. How about we do some quick hopes here? Quick hope number one. I hope Will Ospreay squashes Chris Jericho in less than 30 seconds because I don't want to see that pathetic excuse of an old man try to hang with my fucking king because Ospreay deserves better. It's absolute bullshit that he has to fight fucking Y2, idiot. So there's uh, mini hope number one. Can I can, I, hope- interject, can I interject real yes, quick? Yes,
1: yes. Did you hear that Fozzy? he's going to play Fozzie to the ring?
0: Yeah, that's the best part. So then you can still lose in 30 seconds. Okay, perfect. all right, all right. Yeah, no, that's great. Entrance, entrance is great. Entrance Jericho, but fucking wasting a Will Ospreay match on the biggest show in the world of history. Fucking shit, Tony. Get your shit together. I saw Kenny say in the comments, the card is shit. He's right. This card is shit. But uh, hope number two, FTR wins the best of three against the Young Bucks. WWE always pushed the Usos when they had an issue, so Tony Concha do the same thing. I mean, you know what? So yeah, FTR wins that because I like them. Hope number three, you guys are going to love this one. So CM Punk, he takes care of Samoa Joe. And you know, we're like, oh, who, 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 who could come out next? And you're probably thinking, oh my God, he's going to do Edge. I ain't going to do Edge. I'm thinking bigger than Edge. Much bigger than Edge. CM Punk is interrupted by... Da-na. Da-na-na-na. Da-na-na. Na-na-na. It's killed. No, Goldberg. I want fucking Goldberg to come out of this show because I want to see the fucking loop-de-loop pretzels that all these internet dorks have to do to sell me on why it's the greatest thing ever. And a Goldberg-CM Punk match? Oh my God, that would be bad. It would be so horribly glorious and it'll be even more glorious if Goldberg won that fucking real world championship. So hope number three, hashtag JC knows. Hashtag JC's hopes control true. None of those were trolls at all. They're all very serious hopes. And look at that nestlemania WrestleMania. You say I didn't have one. I didn't have just one. I didn't have just two. But I had three hopes, baby.
1: So our boy Dami Fed says the all-in card is greater than SummerSlam 92. So look, I don't discount that because it it is probably true, I, but I do agree with my brother, Kenneth, that this, this is a shit fucking card for the most part. It's a part. two match card. Everything else is absolute. So here's, here's my thing. And I have, I've talked about this before too many multi-person matches. We're trying to get uh-huh. everybody in the card and I understand, you know, everybody wants to fucking participate. Everybody wants to be part of the biggest fucking thing. Whatever. You know what? You make fun of the WWE for it. Why not do two nights? You know what I mean? Like, Let's see they how pretty good. much
0: are. They're doing one this week and one the week after. Right. Darby, but my, my, Darby my, Allen's yeah. on both. Actually, I was going to say, cause Darby yeah, Allen's is a big both. fucking deal. Right. So, I mean, that is what it is. I thought I, Stain versus Swerve was a singles match, but they swerved me. That's a tag match. Fucking. Well, AR it's Fox a, it's, a, it's a coffin that tell match. You all you need to know about this pay-per-view. It's a coffin match. So yeah, I, I just, you know. they, they pulled that card way too much that it doesn't feel special. Here's the issue with me is
1: like, you're put. This is right out of JC's playbook. You're fucking putting Kenny Omega in a
0: fucking six man. Yeah, are no, you I'm, out of your mind? What have I been saying literally since the Wrestle Kingdom match start this year? Why is Kenny Omega in anything but singles matches? He's so fucking good. Like, just do Omega Osprey three, and we all would have been happy. And watching Ugh.
1: the crowd cheer for Osprey would have been Ugh. fucking mental, mental. But the Such fact that we're doing this, we're doing the fucking the six
0: man tag is just dodge. It's not shit. even, a, isn't it like a 10 man? F- oh no, he's in the no, six no, that's man. the other
1: thing. That's, that's right. hard to, I
0: forgot the, just the, Oh my God. It's, it's like, it's like
1: elite adjacent. It's just, it's just trickling down. I, I don't know. Like, I don't
0: know. We'll get there when we do like, predictions. The problem, is, the problem
1: is, is that all out will have to
0: versus Omega. That's what the problem. No, is. I don't care about that. I care about Miro and Hobbs. They already sold that one. I might buy the paper for you just for that and turn it off after. I hope 50 it's the first match for, a on match? for one yeah, match. I mean, and Miro, Miro Hobbs. Yeah, fuck yeah! It's a lot of man. You're paying that money for, Nestle May. You don't get that much meat for fifty bucks most places. <laughs> don't call it a comeback. They've been here for a year. I've been seeing theme songs. So dun, dun 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 dun. Street profits are back in the ring. Uh, they were wrestling, which was nice to see. They're rolling on this new gimmick. They squashed the OC. Those fucking Hasbands. I saw them get an entrance. I was like, oh man. They're about to get jobber alerted because uh, when they give a team like the OC nowadays an entrance on SmackDown, that means you're out. This is a street profit showcase. It's good to have them back. Them as a like this like pseudo heel thing with Bobby Lashley is a nice twist. You've been asking for it forever. You've also been asking for them to split up forever. Ain't gonna happen anytime soon, baby. And I'm okay with that because they're one of the best damn tag teams on the planet. Uh, we have so much tag team talent right now that just hasn't been being used. They're the one of the biggest ones. So I'm glad they're back. Glad they got the big dub. And I look forward to see what they're doing. Street profits. You get my comeback.
1: Very quickly. I wanted to say that I was very impressed with their new finish with the sky high neck. Break. Yes. I that was pretty cool. Cause like we all love watching Tez go up and do the frog splash. And it always feels like Angelo Dawkins is kind of like there, you know what I mean? And like, just kind of like, here's my tag partner. And, but now it's like, Hey, a tag finish, right? Like an actual tag finish. <laughs> I thought fantastic. What are you laughing at? She was
0: just going like this the whole time. You can just see him in the background of all like the shots. He's just like, yeah, that's all he was. He was a
1: fucking, he was, he's a fucking magician's assistant. There he is. You know what I mean? Like watch them, watch the guy jump. But now it's like, (laughs) Hey, a fucking tag finish. What do you know? It fucking works. So I'm all in on that. My comeback this week goes to fucking Akira Tazawa, Cause every time that motherfucker's on my TV, it doesn't matter if it's two minutes, doesn't matter if it's 10 minutes, that guy maximizes his minutes folks. And honestly, he did a great job with the Yaz. Yes. He fucking upset the Miz. The Miz made it look fucking perfect. Everything about it was mm, chef kisses and little salt bays everywhere. I loved it. Any meme you want. And then I like to think about was he can go off into obscurity again and come back in six months and I'll still fucking love him. Like, that guy knows exactly how to play his role. He was fantastic during the cruiserweight stuff, but man, he continues to just get dusted off and then there he is. It it works. Yeah, no, I loved it. I thought it was great.
0: I mean Does his... Nestle
1: Mania's eyebrows always get this high when he talks?
0: Oh, you should. Yeah, I mean. He, uh, his emotions like they get they get higher the more emotional he gets. Are you calling me some type of cartoon, Kenneth? You, your eyebrows just went way up right, as you did that. Yeah. I have what I like to
1: call Eugene Levy eyebrows. So, you have no idea who Eugene Levy is. Yeah, that's okay. he's
0: fucking the dad in American Pie. Wow, yeah. I'm very impressed with you. Of course, I know who Eugene Levy is. I also love shit Creek. Come on, bro. I'm Jeez. just saying. I, you know,
1: I have to cut my own eyebrows. that's a thing.
0: Would you like to expand upon
1: that? No, I, I I used to have the woman that cut my hair, actually cut my eyebrows, but uh, now so I So you cut them more. with
0: these little tweezers? And... No, 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 no. I, I'm way
1: more ghetto. What I do is I take a comb, right? And I take it like this, and then I just... That's the way she did it. So now I have to do it on my own. It's the whole thing. Do you want me to take a video of it and send it to you? I'll do
0: it. I don't at all, no. but... Okay. Well, well. All right. Well, I'm sure you finish after that because you think you look fly. So we're going to smack down in the big finish. <laughs> Jimmy Uso returns this week, and Grayson Waller takes on Buyaka Bubuika six one nine Rey Mysterio. I don't care. Okay, I care about I, Grayson I, Waller. Mysterio, I, I, I don't. No I, I, here's you. the thing:
1: Rey Mysterio beating him. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. So it's fine. Unless if Santos cuts him,
0: doubtful. We head over to RAW. We have Gable versus Ludwig. I uh, gushed about that earlier. And then we have a false count anywhere. We call it the Guthrie Special. Becky Lynch and Zoe Stark. You you buried Lee. Did you notice that Ludwig got his own T-shirt? Yeah, he's fucking the man. You're gonna it's, get it. It's a. I mean, I rarely buy the t-shirts anymore. But like, if I did, you know, him and Anna J would be the top two. I still got gotta a get the fat fucking ass. The, a fat ass and a bad
1: attitude. And her voice with that is just—it's too much. It's too funny. Too fucking much. Uh, I don't care. I like we said. We know Zoe and and Becky will probably be better than. No, it's not gonna be. Probably it will be better. than It Becky will be a million Trish.
0: percent better. It'll probably be really good. We're we'll probably putting the shine. Well, it involves Zoe Stark and. You know. We we're allergic to Zoe Stark in the shine, apparently'
1: I'll find
0: up. a way to ruin it too. <laughs> She'll have like one spot
1: and she'll fuck it I, up really. I, I cannot I cannot wait for Trish to be like hidden as a mascot or something stupid. Oh. and then be like, I'm gonna beat you up cause I'm Trish Stratus
0: I don't oh. care what none of y'all say.
1: That's the beginning of her song. Drives me nuts. She anyway, the that's a lady
0: to mess with. Uh, but we I mean, We gotta go rapid fire through Dynamite and Rampage and Collision this week because we gotta get to our own predictions. But on Dynamite, I mean, we got some fun stuff. You have a Darby and Sting tag match against Swerve on Fox on the pay per view. Well, on Wednesday, we're doing Darby and Nick Wayne versus Swerve and Fox. Hey, hey! waste of time. Uh, we have yep. John Moxley versus Ray Phoenix. Um, I'm sure it'll be a good match. I love Phoenix. I don't know why we're doing this, but it me it's, It'll be great. The best part of the show will probably be Jack Perry retiring the FTW belt. I mean, look at Jungle Boy, fucking terrible. But for some reason, this heel thing, I have to watch every week. It's like one of the few things on Dynamite I look forward to. So uh, I'm curious to see how this plays out. I'm assuming it'll lead to Hook coming back and I'm fighting that probably all out. Oh, I don't know, though. Uh, but then we have Bullet Club Gold taking on the Elite because why not? We have, okay, This this was the stupidest thing. So they sold last week how Aussie Open. This was their last step to being able to defend the fucking titles against MJF and Cole. And they've been advertising the match, but oh wait, we have one more: the Hardys and their fucking geriatric gout and fucking bullshit have a match with Aussie Open before. So we have that. We have Jericho and Osprey signing the contract. Woohoo! And Ruby Soho versus Sky Blue for like the thirtieth time. It's a tough watch. I'll be honest with you.
1: It's a tough watch. So.
0: Yeah, I don't know. That's all I
1: got to. I will uh, say this then, much. I will, I will say this much. It's bizarre to me that I actually enjoy watching the backstage promos on Dynamite, but not the matches. 100%. I'll fast forward the matches sometimes, but I will not I will not fast forward the promo. No. You
0: get fucking eight man tags every other match. So what do you expect? Uh, Collision, speaking of eight man tags, has an eight man all star tag. I don't know what the, that means. It's the fucking like literally like 12 hours before they go live at Wembley. So, well, they're, they're already taped. Yeah, Yeah, it's either pre-taped or people that aren't going. So that's going to be, something's going to happen. That that show's going to be like a repackaged show, so this will probably be the worst collision ever, but whatever. But Nestlemania, are you all into doing some all-in predictions? Dude, I am all
1: in. I've got nine matches lined up here from our boy TJ. I say it's time to get all in on this shit.
0: Tag team match for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships on Zero Hour. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie Open defense uh, against MJF and Adam Cole, baby. Nestlemania, it feels like. MJF and Adam Cole have to do this because Adam Cole made sure to bring up the one title he did not win in Ring of Honor was the tag team titles and I mean obviously we're going to talk about the main event in a bit but I just feel like they're going to milk this as long as they can even if it's for a few more hours so give me MJF and Adam Cole baby wow okay right out of the gate um, I, I this is this is hard for
1: me because the creative person in me feels like I could go either way but it, I look at it like this: why would they put it on the
0: pre-show? Right? Are to they keep putting it as it far on the, away from the main
1: event as possible? Are they putting it on the pre-show? It's also called because,
0: a buy-in, not a pre-show. Remember, I'm that. sorry,
1: the buy-in. Why are they putting it on the buy-in? Like, if they lose, what was the point?
0: Right? Is someone turn on up someone function for the main event? Right. But it's also but win, the reason. No, I was just going to say, the reason why I corrected you is it's called a buy-in because they want you to buy into the pay-per-view. So whatever happens in this match, the point of it is to make you click
1: buy. I'm going to say Aussie Open wins because then it's a true main event in which it's not going to be fucking buddy-buddy. So I'm going to say Aussie Open. That's what I think.
0: Yeah, you're I think, boring and you're wrong.
1: No, I listen, I probably am wrong, but I feel like it'll be a cliffhanger for you to buy the pay-per-view. Because them yeah. winning isn't a cliffhanger, in my um, opinion.
0: Sure about that? I
1: don't, I don't think so.
0: That. I don't know about that, WrestleMania.
1: Okay, well, I'm, I'm probably going to be wrong, but I'm already up by three, so I, I think. Uh, I'm uh, okay.
0: Up by three, yeah. You know what I can do? Hit a three pointer, bitch, because we're going to the main cart multi-man matches. Woo! We have a singles match, though. So we're gonna nope, we're not. We're gonna go to a. Oh, God, there's so many fucking random matches. We're going to start with a tag team match play out where people go in a coffin. Darby Allen and Sting versus the Mogul Embassy. Here's the thing, that so many. Sting doesn't lose, so give me the, the the Dane Sting. The ding Sting? Darby Allen and Sting, baby. Well, apparently, if you ask
1: Cocaine Tongue, uh, Tony, whatever his name is, uh, he's... In um... the best run of his career in the best run of his career. And then like you saw the video of him crashing and burning constantly. So all I could think about was clearly sting. Don't lose sting must pose, but also it's fucking Wembley. They're they're definitely not going to let him fucking take an L, especially in a coffin match. They're not going to take into fucking L. So yeah, Darby yeah. sting.
0: Next up, we have a six man tag team match player with the golden elite. There's a lot of gold going on here, but uh, with all this stuff, Kota, Abushi, Kenny Omega, and Adam Hayman, page take on Takeshita. Uh, and Bullet Club Gold, more gold. There's so much fucking gold. Juice Robinson and Jay White. This is a weird match, um, but I feel like it's a babyface fest. But I, if I were booking it, I'd have the heels win because I think the heels need it more. But I'll take the Golden Elite because Tony's a mark. Golden
1: Elite will be my pick. And I literally just thought of this when I was like, you just said it. It's like Bullet Club, Gold, Golden Elite. There is too much gold going on here. I like the Bang Bang There's gang. a lot of titles too. I like Bang Bang Gang too. Bang Bang Gang is way better. And having Mick
0: Foley would come out with the Bang Bang Gang would be no. hysterical. To no, me. no, 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 no. Mick, If Mick Foley comes out with the fucking guns, Jay White and Juice Robinson, those four become the uncoolest people on fucking television. Because Mick Foley has not been cool since fucking like no, he's 30 years cool. ago. He's never been cool. Yeah. And never. so just, no, that was terrible. He was a Mick Foley hater. I'm surprised you even said that. Get out of here. I just Bang Bang Cactus Jack. I love Cactus Jack. So it's whatever. <laughs> I right, Cactus Jack Moving. Next up stadium stampede match. Cause everyone won another one of these. And this is, I mean, th- this is a fucking trip. Phoenix. Apparently uh, you told me before doesn't have a visa issues, So he's currently TBA, but his teammate, Penta El Zero Miedo uh, will team with the best friends, your boys, Chuck Taylor and Trent Barretta. Orange Cassidy and Eddie Kingston, that's a lot of people, taking on the back Blackpool Combat Club. Moxley, Castagnoli, and Yuta. No Brian Danielson, but there are three TBA people, so maybe one of those three TBA people is Brian Danielson. But long story short, Nestlemania, we don't know a third of the people in this match. This is going to be a fucking obnoxious fucking spot. I mean, here's my prediction. You ready? Um, baby faces, I don't think Pac is cleared. So they'll probably get some London person that I'm not thinking of. The bad guys are going to get Daniel uh, Brian Danielson and surprise return. And they'll get Sammy Guevara and Daniel Garcia because I don't fucking I don't. This is fucking ridiculous. I don't even know who to pick. Ah, oh, God,
1: you go first. I'm going to pick because I think the other side of the baby faces can take an L and that fucking Tony Khan is sniffing fucking something right off of John Moxley's cock. The BBC will win
0: it ain't it's not blood for once either but yeah no i i the bcc makes sense we might sound like idiots when they announce on wednesday but whatever we'll take the the big black cocks uh on that one next up we have a singles match between will osprey and chris jericho and be short and sweet if will osprey doesn't win i am going to punch chris jericho in the face so give me
1: i think will osprey will win because something related to of course the big human thumb don Callis will cost him in some way uh, and th- I th- so I thought that segment last week wasn't that bad so I'm I'm curious to see where this goes but it's tough it's tough because to me Don Callis doesn't matter in general like they're trying to present him as a Bobby Heenan and I just don't believe it he's not even a discount Paul Heyman the dude's not even a discount Slick or a Jimmy Hart he's just to me he is He is somebody that I could do without in general on my television. He doesn't bring anything to the table to me.
0: He's irrelevant without Kenny Omega. He is Phil Jackson without Michael Jordan. Beyond irrelevant, just getting by in his name. He's a nobody. I agree. Without Kenny Omega, he's nothing, and Kenny Omega is better with him. So, yeah, I don't know what their plan is here, but I don't like it. I mean... I just, I don't like it. Next up singles match for the real world champion. That's a championship. That's literally what they're calling it. It's a rematch. It's a snore fest. CM Punk and Samoa Joe. Give me CM Punk. CM Punk has to win because we're not done with the stupid real world
1: championship until MJF and CM Punk face each other to fucking have some combined
0: nonsense later on down the line. Tell him when he's telling lies. Uh, next up, we're just gonna move on because I just don't care. Uh, it's a fatal four way match for the AEW Women's World Championship. The new champion Hikaru Shida defends against Tony Storm, the former champion Soraya, who's never held it, and Britt Baker DMD, who's looking for another run. But NestleMania, I hope for it last week, and I'm gonna pick with my heart. Just give fucking Soraya her moment. So I think that's the logistic, like that, that, that makes the most sense
1: to me, like logical wise. But I feel like Sheeta just got it so i'm gonna stick with Sheeta only because i just think that she literally just got it and if you hot potato the women's championship after having like i'm sorry but the most recent way they've been booking the women has just been oh, complete 300 dog shit yeah and this to me as you know how much i love Paige, you know how much i love soraya but giving her the championship after not having any fucking matches up until last week to me is a fucking crock. It's the most AW. It's a the fucking, it's a fucking crock of shit to do because at least we know Sheeta can go. At least Britt Bicking shows up every week. Tony did what she could. But to me, she can dress like a 1950s housewife with the Marge Simpson hair. I don't give a fuck what Tony does. I'm sorry. And, uh, Brit Baker, although Kenny thinks she's nice looking, she's a shitty fucking wrestler. Please don't give it to her. And if it's Soraya, whatever. But you're basically telling anybody in that women's locker room that you don't have to show up and you don't have to fucking care as long as you have name value. Keep Sheeta. Keep her fucking going. She's the only thing that I even want to watch when it comes to the women's division because she's the only actual wrestler in that fucking division right now. Let's go,
0: Sheeta. There's more money in her chasing Soraya. Checkmate. Um, look it. We talk about how this pay-per-view shit. This is something that is selling it. It's that Soraya gets to wrestle in front of her people, and they're going to give her her moment. So hashtag JC knows. Hashtag Nestle doesn't know. Uh, Next up, we have a tag team match for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. It is the rubber match between FTR, the champions, Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler, taking on the N bucks of Matt and Nick Jackson. I hope for it earlier i'm gonna pick it too because why the fuck not give me ftr baby they got more to do as the tag champs the young bucks just got back in the tag division this will probably be a fucking banner. it'll probably be a classic i'm looking forward to it uh but give me ftr so we haven't talked about
1: this this is actual news of course of the the cash issue with his gun and the whole thing the aggravated assault uh obviously he's still making it to wembley do you think that has any type of weight in terms of they have to give the belts to the buck so that they can deal with this
0: legal issue and no. then everything will be fine. No. Okay. Absolutely not. No, if he's, if he, if he's fine, it's, I don't think much is going to come of that. He'll probably have to pay a very hefty fine. Um, maybe have, uh, it doesn't even sound community like community service. Yeah, it doesn't even sound like he'll have any restrictions. I mean, it's fucking Florida. I mean, who, who the fuck knows what their laws are down there? But, no, I don't see any of that. And, I mean, look it. if this was the WWE, like I said, Jimmy Uso, oh, you got a Dewey? Yeah, we're going to give you the titles the next week. So, it's one of those things. I just – I don't think they're going to change plans because this felt like FTR was winning this for a while because it just feels like they're on a run right now and they're going to milk that run for a little bit and the Bucks just got back in the tag division and I don't think Tony knows what the fuck he's doing with the Elite at the moment, so. I'm
1: also going with the FTR, but I, I do, I will be watching this very, very closely, obviously because it has, you know, it's going to have great match no matter what, but is this I, this match I of the night
0: is right the now on this night?
1: card, unless, unless, Oz well, I break,
0: mean, well, after the pay-per-view is over, you're going to look and be like, that was the best match in the card. Probably. Right. This I guess yes.
1: I would say the only outside dark horse outside shot is if somehow some way will Ospreay drags a big bag no. of milk known as Chris no. Jericho through a match.
0: That's I mean, it. Orange Cassidy's done it before, but I, uh, I don't know. I just, I feel like Osprey will find a way to make it better. And clearly you're not. I mean, king. Osprey's the fucking goat. We've been over this. He's my king. I worship him. I can't wait for him to rumble in five years. Next up, we have the main event. It is a singles match for the AEW world championship. MJF, who is better than you. And you know it, Adam, he's also better than Adam Bay, And he might know it too. Uh, the friends likely going to be tag team champions of reign of honor at this point. Nestlemania, it all comes down to this. Um, we're going to have some shenanigans. I think in this, I think we're going to get the turn during this match. I think, MJF is going to be an asshole and fucking take it off and get booed out of Wembley. I think M. So you picked MJF. Fuck. Yeah. Okay. I also will he has take to M- hold that thing till he's a free agent.
1: Yes. If and not, I think that the point. Right. So I think for me is I'm also picking MJF, but here's what I would do if I was booking this, because I don't know if they're going to do this or not. And this is where you're going to start laughing and being like, that's fucking stupid, but it's Tony Khan, right? I feel like what's going to end up happening here is we're going to get a schmoz fest in this matchup. And then we're going to get somehow, some way, Roderick Strong is going to interject himself, try to hit MJF, miss, and hit Adam Cole, and then MJF wins.
0: That's what we're going to do. That's what's going to happen. Slight upgrade to that. I would just have Roderick Strong outright just help MJF. Maybe. Go full heel because he'd like it. I, I I get so I've gotten frustrated watching this the last few weeks because were, we're Roddy haters on this program great wrestler but he's as generic as they fucking create a wrestler they come but I'm watching him fucking throw temper tantrums and look like a fucking pussy with his little neck brace on and I'm like bro you were starting to fucking find it in diamond mind like you were great and you left for this idiot I love it fuck him but I don't. I just, I it, do my it, it, just, it just feels like it's such a
1: it's such a red herring sometimes. But I
0: feel like this they're feels gonna like it isn't over, right? Like it feels right. like this is just like, as Roman Reigns would say, like you know this. We had the first match, third. Whatever. <laughs> No, we're in like the we're probably in the fourth or fifth inning. Like we're at we're at like the climax. Like the starters finishing up, and we're getting to the bullpen now. So things are about to start getting real interesting. And this feels like a the big the big hump the middle part of the feud here. So
1: come on gonna do the hump to hump. All right, is that is that so? You have zero
0: expectations for this pay-per-view, yeah? Uh, I mean, I have high expectations for those top two matches. And it's, look, it's AEW. I don't hold them to the standards of WWE because I think in the last year, that quality of AEW pay-per-views has diminished from, like, when the first, like, two years of its existence, everything was fucking really good. Like it just they they put on great shows, and I think it's gone down. We've talked about the Marietta reasons, where it's just like a lot of pretty much since like Forbidden Door the last year through now. It's a lot of discombobulation, forcing people on the card, fucking useless fucking matches I don't care about. But I don't know. I I have a feeling they'll probably over deliver on Sunday, and I mean the crowd's gonna play a part in that. That's the one thing I think we always underestimate going to these big shows. We just talked about on Monday. caught crowd will make everything better so i think we're gonna look back pretty fondly on some of these and we'll talk about how actually that six-man tag was really good and stadium and stampede had these awesome moments so i i think it's gonna over i wish our
1: resident aw uh honk kenny would tell us what he thinks but I, by the time he texts in there we're gonna be out of this program you mentioned
0: so Brett baker so he might be indisposed
1: he might be calling a doctor if it lasts longer than four hours. So on that note, I don't know if there's anything else that you can DMD about, but, uh, anyway, we hope you enjoy, uh, all in. If you're watching, if you're there, fantastic. Let us know how it was, uh, on that note, we are all out of time and we thank you for listening to jobber knocker. We'll be back next week
0: with more jobber knocker. And some payback bitch.